Welcome to Black Belt Selling with Stephanie and Anna Scheller. I'm Anna. And I'm Stephanie. We are a mother-daughter team who are passionate about helping you grow your business through sales training and coaching. On Black Belt Selling, we bring amazing guests like the one we have with us today, as well as bring you content to help you learn the tools and tricks of the trade so that you don't have to be intimidated, but rather you can move forward with confidence in your sales conversations. Now, you can join us and learn more about us by going to our Facebook group. So go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash black belt selling. There we post motivational content. We, uh, we, post our book, our blog post, excuse me, and most importantly, you will hear when our recordings go live on SoundCloud because you definitely want to be listening to what we bring to you to help you grow. So make sure you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash black belt selling. Now today we have a friend with us, Rick Cooper. Has, is no stranger to black belt selling. As a matter of fact, a lot of the format that we use in black belt selling is something that Rick encouraged us to do. So Rick, welcome to black belt selling. Thank you so much, Anna and Stephanie. Glad to be here on the show. Now, for those of you who don't know Rick, Rick is an online marketing and social media trainer. He's the author of five books, including Seize Your Opportunities, Marketing Magic, and extreme excellence. He's also the founder of Social Media Outcomes, and you can find him at socialmediaoutcomes.com. He works with small business owners who want to generate more leads and earn more sales online, but specifically, Rick works with speakers in particular. Now, everything we're going to be sharing today is going to be applicable to anybody because the bottom line is the topic for today is an important topic to, for anyone who wants to grow their presence on social media and get more leads. So Rick, welcome again to Black Belt Selling. Thanks so much. I'm excited to share information with uh, folks today that will help them to get into action to attract new clients and convert that into business. So, you know, I, I love this topic particularly because I think, you know, everything we talk about here on Black Belt Selling is about being a black belt. That means, you know, black belt is when it goes into the nuances and the things that actually make stuff effective, right? So when we went for our black belt, when Anna and I went for our black belt test, we basically, your black belt training is just perfecting the same stuff you've been learning. And all of a sudden you're finding out, oh, my, my forward stance doesn't work. Oh, my block doesn't work. Oh, my this block, oh, my kick. And you're perfecting all of it. And I kind of look at this, like this is something that maybe some people are doing, but I'm looking forward to you sharing with us how we can use live streaming or live videos to perfect them and actually make them effective. Because I think a lot of people are using them ineffectively. Yeah, absolutely. Live streaming video is important because this is where uh, marketing is going. Uh, people love to communicate through uh, online social networks and video gives a way for people to be entertained and educated. So, yeah. and it's as simple as somebody might be scrolling through Facebook and then seeing you live streaming and then just click and start watching you. So uh, mm -hmm. it's not that people are going to watch it uh, like they do TV programs where they're watching from start to end. They might just pop in for a few minutes, but it builds that no like and trust factor that helps to uh, build trust and rapport and leads people to the next step in working with you. 
absolutely. And I have used live stream. As a matter of fact, it was live stream video through a Periscope, which was a Twitter platform, which is now, I think, belongs to Twitter anyway. Um, but it was through live streaming that I was able to build a lot of rapport with people in Ireland and ultimately ended up getting invited over there to speak and got a few customers out of it to boot. So live streaming is a very powerful, powerful tool. But, you know, uh, for those of our listeners who might be new to it, Rick, maybe you can explain it a little bit better, what exactly live streaming video is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, live streaming video is different from pre-recorded video, which is what we're traditionally used to, where you're recording a video and then uploading it to uh, YouTube, and then people would watch it directly on YouTube. In the case of live streaming video, you are live. People are watching you directly, and it also creates an opportunity, as you mentioned, for engagement. People can type in comments. Uh, in some cases, like with Periscope, they can tap on the screen and create hearts. It gives an opportunity for you to get some feedback from the audience. And that's one of the things that makes live streaming videos so exciting versus just recording a video and putting it up online and not really knowing what happens because there's an actually actual interaction with people. And that interaction actually changes the nature of the conversation or what you're communicating. I think so. My thought, my thought is this, right? So the, I think when you're doing live streaming, you can go a lot longer on your videos than you can necessarily if you're just like recording, right? If we do a one hour webinar, it's not nearly as engaging or interesting. People sit, they watch chunk, they leave, they watch chunk, they leave. But when you're live streaming, you get people who actually actively engage with you. Um, and, and you can actually have a fun hour long video that is interesting and changes because of that dynamic of being live. Yeah, and one thing to note is um, uh, live streaming video also uh, or works well if you're just you know broadcasting on your own, but it also works as a uh, as an interview format, and it can also work for more of a video chat with multiple people. A little bit later, I'll give some examples of different social media sites that provide live streaming and some of the uh, uh, kind of interactions that are possible through live streaming. But um, there's a little bit of a technology uh, curve in terms of learning how to live stream. But just like any kind of uh, tools that you use online, you're going to have to learn how to use them. And a lot of that learning just comes from experiencing it, uh, trying it directly, seeing what happens, making some adjustments and fine tuning. Well, let's dive into what some of those platforms are, because um, I remember when uh, Periscope first came out, it was like the biggest, the greatest, and it was pretty new. Uh, it was affiliated with Twitter. And then all of a sudden, it was like pop, 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 pop. There's just became all of these opportunities to do live streaming. So what are some, um, what are some of the ones that are available now? Well, one of the ones that's getting the most attention right now is Facebook Live. And like with most things, once Facebook gets into a particular market, they tend to dominate it. But as you mentioned, uh, Periscope started a couple years ago back in about uh, 2014, 2015. Uh, it came out uh, just after Meerkat, which actually is no longer, um, uh, no longer available. They shut down last year and actually launched another app called uh, House Party, which is more of a, a video uh, chat app uh, aimed at teenagers. Um, Live streaming video has actually been out on the internet for a lot longer than that. Uh, I worked many years ago for Laurel Langmire, the, uh, the millionaire maker, and she was using Ustream Live to broadcast online. So there, uh, live streaming video has been available where you could broadcast. Uh, what's different is the incorporation of video into social media networks. So with Periscope, as you mentioned, uh, Twitter actually purchased Periscope. And so uh, in the process of uh, purchasing it, 
um, they created a nice interaction to where as you were streaming on Periscope, you could build a network of people, but you could also connect with people out over Twitter. Whereas with uh, Facebook, everything is all integrated into the main site. So Facebook Live is part of Facebook. Uh, another great site is YouTube Live, which um, uh, incorporates the, the features of uh, what used to be uh, Google Hangouts, where you could come together with up to 10 people and uh, and video live stream. So one of the things that's unique about live streaming apps, you want to take a look and see, is it just you broadcasting or is there an opportunity for multiple people to appear on the video and for you to have an interaction and conversation? Uh, there are different sites that are out there. Uh, in fact, one of my favorite sites is no longer available. It shut down too, which was called Blab. And Blab was um, designed uh, to allow up to four people to communicate, which is actually kind of an optimal ideal number. Uh, like with Google Hangouts, when you get to 10 people, things can start to get a little bit unruly with that many people. Four just tended to be a nice number, um, but uh, uh, they shut down after they couldn't um, get the, uh, the, the venture capital funding that they wanted to. But uh, I thought they did really well. And one of the, one of the interesting aspects to Blab was uh, it was one of the fastest growing networks there for a while, attracting so many people in and so much interaction and engagement. And, and so versus like a Periscope where you're just broadcasting with you and then people listening in, with Blab, you could actually produce shows and have great conversations with people and do interviews. And so it was a really nice format for that. And I haven't found something similar to that since, although there are some that have uh, tried to try to take on some of those features. I have found that Crowdcast has some of those, um, some of those features as well. Now, I believe Crowdcast is a paid platform uh, but depending on the depending on the um, the cost of your subscription you can actually also do a Facebook live while you're also on Crowdcast so that is another medium that has allows interaction and you can have I think up to four people on a Crowdcast so they've kind of taken up the space that Blab was and actually Rick you and I and Stephanie I don't know if you noticed but um, I think, Rick, you introduced me to Blab, and that's where I actually met Samantha, and through that ended up becoming very active on, um, on Twitter and then ultimately in Ireland. But, but the live streaming, especially Blab, was phenomenal because it allowed me to interact with people. It allowed people to actually meet with me and learn more about me and not just see a tweet or not just see a Facebook post or something else. I agree. It's a very, very powerful, powerful tool, especially because nowadays everybody wants to know you before they're going to do business yeah. with you. It's not like it used to be ten, even 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. And for, uh, you know, whether you're a small business owner, whether you're a network marketer, whether you're a sales professional, building that know, like, and trust factor is important. You need to be visible. You need to be communicating and uh, if you're doing that, then that's ultimately going to lead to business. You're going to need to have the sales skills, uh, which, of course, they can learn by, you know, tuning into uh, Black Belt Selling and uh, participating in your trainings. But um, they need to be out there communicating, be visible, because if you don't, you pretty much can um, bet that your competitors will be. So uh, this is a, a question of maintaining a competitive advantage and being out there online. And, uh, and so you just need to do it. Yeah, I think at this point, you know, anyone who's not live streaming is far behind the ball curve. <laughs> it's, it's not an option anymore, as far as I can tell, if you're going to be on social media. And, and really, it's kind of like, you know, having the social media presence is also one of those, like, 
yeah, you, you just kind of, if you don't have a Facebook page at this point in day and age, it's kind of like not having a website was five, 10 years ago. Like everyone was like, well, do you really exist if you don't have a website five years ago? Now it's like, well, do you really exist if you don't have a Facebook page? Like <laughs> to me, that's what I see, but I'm super curious. So what are your thoughts? I know some people are like, Hey, you know what? Like, cause I get clients who go, Stephanie, I need, I know I need to do more live streaming, but I'm going to pre-record it and then I'll just post it and I'll get into live streaming. So what are your thoughts? Should they start with the pre-recorded? Should they start with the live streaming? Is there a preference? Is there a benefit to doing it one way or the other? Yeah, great question. Uh, I think for somebody who's a little bit nervous about doing video, I would definitely start off doing more pre-recorded videos. One of the reasons why um, that can slow down the process is there's typically a higher expectation for the quality of video. Um, whether it's the camera that you're using or the audio quality or adding an intro or outro or other things into it, uh, editing it. And so that often holds people back. So I think when you first get started, I would just record the videos and publish them up on your YouTube channel and get going. And once you've done that on a regular basis, then, um, you know, part of what you want to be is experienced with working with the equipment. You want to be experienced in communicating a message, kind of delivering it succinctly. And then you can add on live streaming because live streaming is a unique experience. It's not just about getting on there and delivering your content. It is about communicating in a way where you're interacting and engaging. You're welcoming people. You're acknowledging people, calling them by name, which like on uh, Periscope, you know, everybody has unusual names on there. Um, so you're going to kind of have to read their Periscope handle uh, and, uh, and figure out what it is. But, uh, you know, sometimes you learn their name and can match them up in your mind between the two of them. Um, uh, Facebook is a little bit easier from that standpoint since it's just people's names, but, um, try out different sites, experiment with it, and you're going to learn. There's a process that you're going to go through and you're going to learn. You're going to get better. Um, the bar is not that high right now for live streaming and, uh, the, but the bar will get higher over time because, um, there will be, um, more of an expectation that you produce more of a, like a show format and have other interesting things that you do. So, you know, with technology, always jump in as soon as you can. You don't want to wait until, uh, you know, until it's so much more complex uh, and the expectations are so much higher. Just jump in and start participating. Um, really, when it comes to live streaming, um, coming across as being an authentic human being is really important. So if you can come across and really relate to people and people relate to you, that can go a long way in terms of uh, uh, building relationships. And, you know, and, and the thing that we have to realize is that I think one of the biggest barriers that I had was, one, you know, I always had to get my hair done right. And um, it was, I, I felt like I had to have all my makeup on. And, of course, I know, Rob, or uh, Rick, that that's probably not a factor for you getting your makeup on and stuff. But, <laughs> um, but the other thing is, is, you want to get people to actually look at your live stream. How, how do you get people to your live stream? So you've made a commitment. You're going to go ahead and do this makeup or not. And then now you're like, okay, nobody's showing up. How do I get people there? Well, I think one of the things, uh, first of all, is to just be persistent and know uh, that most things take some time. Um, you have to build the skill set to be able to do it effectively. And you know, part of what keeps people coming back is adding value feeling like they watched your live stream, they got some value, they got educated, they got information, they felt like they connected with you and they wanted to connect with you, um, and it will encourage them to want to come back in the future. The other thing to remember is that 
um, you're not going to have the same kind of commitment level as somebody who's committed to, say, watching a TV show week after week. In the case of live streaming, it's like they could live without seeing you for a couple weeks, and then maybe they'll be back. So oftentimes people think, well, they're not showing up every time, and then feel like they're not reaching their audience. What you have to realize is you've got to build a larger audience so that even if you get only 10% of your audience each time, that you're still reaching a number of people and you have enough people to create engagement. The other thing is just broadcasting on a frequent basis, coming up with a schedule, um, broadcasting at the same uh, day and time of week, for instance, can be helpful because it helps to build anticipation. Uh, it helps with your marketing of your live streams. And I would recommend that you market a live stream just like you market a teleseminar or a webinar. You need to communicate in advance and let people know it's coming up, both on social media and on email and other, uh, other methods. And, um, but just knowing that you're always going to be broadcasting, say at Monday at uh, 5 PM, um, you know, people are going to you know, put that on their calendar. They're going to remember it. They're going to come back out and check in, even if for a brief period of time, sometimes people just want to pop in and be part of the crowd and then they'll disappear. So it's a different kind of experience, but the, the more that you broadcast, the more value that you add, the more of an audience that you'll build over time. So then I guess, um, I know I'm skipping around a little bit, but then how often would you recommend live streaming? Is this something people should do daily? Should they do it weekly? Uh, you said consistently, but you know, what's the optimal? And I know everyone always goes, well, it's live stream as often as you can, right? But what's the optimal? Like how often should they really be doing this? When I first started live streaming on Periscope, I took on a challenge. Uh, I made up the challenge to broadcast 100 days in a row. So every day for 100 days, I broadcast on Periscope. And um, so what I had to do was I, in my marketing, I'm typically pretty systematic and methodical. So I came up with a topic for each day of the week, seven days a week, Monday through Sunday. And, uh, and then I br brainstormed a number of different topics on each one of those main topics. And so I literally had like three months of content laid out in advance as I started broadcasting. Uh, for most people, that's probably overkill. Uh, again, it kind of depends on what it is that you're going to communicate. Uh, many of my clients are coaches, speakers, trainers, and consultants. They're typically people who have a message they want to share with the world. If you're mm -hmm. selling, you know, some kind of a product, maybe it's a consumer product, maybe it's health and beauty aids, maybe you're in a B2B market and selling technology services, uh, daily is probably going to be too much. So uh, once a week could be a good time frame to start or maybe two or three times a week. But I would schedule that. You could even consider um, doing a couple different shows. I think uh, Anna when you were broadcasting, you actually, had, at one point, you had two different shows. One was focused on sales, and then one was more of a, a biblical show, right? Yes, it was. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that can be good, too, is, is kind of have two different brands or two different uh, shows that you have, and then you're broadcasting each one of those. So it gives you the practice. It kind of gives you frequency, and it also allows you, uh, allows you to build um, you know, different audiences. And, um, and you were touching on content. So um, that's probably one of the biggest challenges, I think. One of the things that I found, and maybe you saw this, and I think it's still out there, although it's not as much as when uh, like Periscope first came out or Blab, but um, it used to be that you would get on and these people would go on for like 40 minutes and all they were talking about was, you know, um, something they were ranting. It could have been a big rant or it could have been, um, they just were talking just to talk. I mean, sometimes we got that sense. But if you're really going to use this for business, you really need to have a focus and you need content. How do you recommend people create that content? 
Well, it's a very similar process to if you're writing blog posts or if you're writing articles. Uh, I would start with kind of a core message. I'd have a title and a topic, and then I would come up with something like three or maybe five main ideas that you want to cover. And yes, a lot of people that are just out there live streaming, uh, they don't necessarily have a business. They don't have a topic or a focus. They're just talking. So there's a whole range of information that's out there. In fact, that's one of the things that probably drives away some people is they don't necessarily know what they're going to get when they tune into a live stream. That's one of the reasons why if people don't like what they're hearing, they will just tune out and drop off. Uh, yeah. Other people will just kind of surf from one um, show, you know, topic to the next, you know, visiting one person to the next, and then they might come back. So maybe they hit maybe, you know, five to 10 broadcasts, and then they say, well, I want to go back and see Rick's broadcast, and they'll come back and watch me versus somebody else. So you'll get that where people kind of come and go and interact that way. And, and that's another important aspect when it comes to um, uh, live streaming that we can talk about in a couple minutes is the networking aspect of it. But at least as far as content, I would come up with that particular information that you want to share. Uh, you can script it out, although I don't recommend reading a script. Uh, it is a good idea to work from an outline of notes uh, and then refer to it. And then you have to build in time for engagement. So uh, it's not only just kind of, you know, blurting out all the content, but there are times when you need to kind of pause, check in with people, ask people questions, get them to engage that way, encourage people to, like in the case of Periscope, tap on the screen and give you hearts, uh, which helps create some uh, recognition and authority. And, um, and even just acknowledging specific people or when somebody joins in, uh, if you get enough people who leave and then other new people that come in, it's a good idea to kind of pause and recap the content because uh, for other people coming in, they, they may not, not understand the thread of content. So you have to come back and kind of recap what's been shared and then continue on and sharing information. Do you feel like you risk losing people if you do the that recap or do you just you make it like when I think recap I think like kind of almost start over and, and kind of give them like basically the whole thing all over again but you're thinking of more like just a short like okay so what we're talking about today is x y and z we've talked about blank we've talked about blank now we're talking about blank yeah exactly kind of a short recap where you uh, explain the topic again uh, maybe talk talk about why it's an issue um, say that you're gonna lay out kind of five key ideas or three key ideas You've already covered, you know, one or two of them, and here they are, and then moving right on. So maybe a quick 30-second to, to minute recap, and then you're on. So I don't think it's, um, I don't think you'll you'll lose a whole lot of people with that. Um, for one, it's nice for the new people tuning in to be able to, you know, kind of get their feet, you know, uh, uh, you know, get the get their uh, feet grounded in terms of understanding what it is that you're sharing. And even for the other people, it's a good recap because. Uh, you have to realize that in a lot of cases, when most people are listening to you, they're not actually hearing you. Um, people are thinking about other things that are going on in their life. They just kind of tune out or zone out. So a good recap helps to bring people back in and reminds them of what you said. And then it remi also reminds them of the value and encourages them to want to keep listening as well. What would you say, what would you say is probably a couple of the most common mistakes that people make when it comes to live streaming and how can they how can they avoid them well uh first of all again when you first start off you're not going to to be at your best so you can adjust things over time but uh, some of the issues are having audio or video problems a lot of live streaming video is done from a cell phone and um you know i've watched a lot of live streams where it was somebody you know on a walk 
they were just walking around and talking. So you get all kinds of background noise going on. Um, uh, there can be lighting issues if they kind of aim the camera up at the sun. Sometimes they're, you know, they've got to adjust something or do this or that or the other. And so um, that can be very distracting. So uh, going back to what Stephanie mentioned earlier, that can drive off people if there's too much of that. Uh, with live streaming, you also have buffering issues where the camera will just kind of pause and then you'll get kind of the spinning symbol on there. So if that happens too often, people will tune out. Uh, in fact, some people will actually go back and watch the recordings, which is another real benefit to live streaming video is that they're recorded and people can go back and watch those uh, later. Another thing is just not looking professional. Um, you know, as you mentioned, kind of, you know, for women, it's, you know, there's a higher bar there in terms of dressing up and putting on makeup and doing all that. You know, men, there's uh, fewer expectations or, or needs there. Um, but uh, certainly you want to do a brief check-in. Like, you know, for me, uh, I do a kind of a brief check-in on my hair because, you know, after a while your hair starts to kind of wig out and flip up and stuff like that. So like a quick check or kind of wet things down will help to ensure that uh, you're good to go. Um, but, uh, you know, it's always good to have a mirror and check in on that. Uh, nothing is just ignoring your audience and not engaging them. Um, for a lot of people that do live streaming, it's kind of like trying to walk and chew gum at the same time. They find it kind of confusing to have to be able to uh, communicate and engage with their audience at the same time as they're communicating. But uh, you just need to develop that skill set because uh, that's part of what keeps people coming back is acknowledging people, checking in, having a conversation. There's almost like a networking aspect. Um, to live streaming, which again, we can talk about that uh, in a moment here as we're wrapping up. And then um, I think another key, important is, uh, key component is not following up. You need to make sure that you are reaching out and following up. And, and of course, there's really no excuse these days because we have Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Pinterest, um, uh, LinkedIn, all these different sites where you can connect and follow up with people. So you need, really need to reach out and acknowledge them, thank them for joining in and encourage them to come back in the future. Which again, if you have a if you have a specific date and time that you do your show, uh, do your broadcast, then you can say, "I'd love to see you back here next, um, you know, Monday at 7 p.m. or whatever it's it is." This kind of turns all of us into the uh, into a TV producer, doesn't it? Just like all of a sudden, every single one of us has the potential to be that TV producer to be putting on a show, right? You keep referencing it as a show. I think sometimes people they forget that it's a show. It's your chance to to put on a, you know, it's entertaining for people, but it is engaging, which is where I think improv, and this is totally random, right? But where I think improv takes off so well is it engages the audience, um, even though it's, you know, not necessarily predictable or scripted. And I think, I think that's a great way to look at live streaming. Think of it as improv. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Maybe I'm totally off the mark. Yeah, I think uh, improv definitely helps because you never know what's going to come at you, especially if you get uh, if you get a really large group of people and they're engaging with you, there can be some off-the-wall things. So you have to kind of roll with the punches when that happens. Um, I think, um, uh, yes, it is like producing a show. It's like being the producer of your show. But at the same time, one thing you have to realize is that um, where live streaming video is, uh, is really growing is particularly among the young audience, among millennials, because they grew up with uh, technology devices. They grew up with mobile devices. They grew up with um, uh, social media. So for them, uh, it's just communication. It's just, it's another way of talking. Um, like when I grew up, it was pick up a phone, like a corded phone, you know, hooked to a, uh, a, a, you know, a set and you, you know, pick it up and talk. And that was our primary form of communication. And then we added on email and then we added on other things. 
Um, but for uh, millennials, you know, they grew up with all these tools and they jumped in and, you know, they were recording videos on phones. In fact, I was, I was walking along today and uh, a mother uh, was um, walking along with, uh, had to be about maybe a, what, like a two-year-old boy. And the boy had like a little fake um, phone in his hand and he kept on holding it up to his head. And, you know, kids are trained at a very young age around uh, an association to using technology tools. And so, um, you know, yes, you can look at it as producing a show. And at the same time, you can just look at it as another form of communication and a way to reach out and connect with people, add value and encourage them to uh, take a next step with you. Absolutely. Well, um, our time is running short. So, um, you know, a few last words and what resources people can have that you offer to help them maybe take the first step or to, if they're already live streaming, continue and improve what they're doing. Sure, absolutely. Um, a couple links right off the bat. Uh, one, you can visit my website at socialmediaoutcomes.com, which has all of my links. Uh, I would also encourage you to follow me directly on Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash rickcooper and click on the follow button. Um, and uh, I've got a free resource for you, which is a live stream video planning template. Live stream video planning template. And you can request that by emailing me at rick at socialmediaoutcomes.com, R-I-C-K at socialmediaoutcomes.com. And then just put in um, live stream video planning template or something like that, and then I'll email it out to you. I would also, uh, just to, to share another tip with you, I talked a little bit about the importance of networking and, uh, and utilizing that uh, on live stream video. A lot of people do um, like the opportunity to connect with people and meet new people through live stream videos. So in addition to just you being the presenter sharing information, people are there to meet you, but they're also there to meet other people. In fact, some of the most popular live stream videos on Periscope are where people host uh, like a party where you come in and you can kind of just tell about your business and then the host will read that information out. And that can be kind of fun because it creates some networking opportunities. They can ask questions, you can tell about your business, and it's really all focused mm -hmm. about the audience and not just about the presenter. So uh, don't, don't dismiss the networking opportunities that you can create in a live stream video and for the, you to provide an environment where other people can network connect and have a conversation together. And, uh, you know, if you have a really, you know, a really good audience of people, they will just do that automatically and naturally. But it's important to understand what your role as the presenter is to be able to help facilitate that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I when we would do the scope trains, that would be, that would be fun to do in USA Biz Party. Think about that. Yeah, you know, I was thinking like that's a cool idea because you think about it, right? You see someone post out there, hey, post your business below, and you see those those threads just like blow up. I, I imagine having something like that happen for live streaming would just, I mean, even more so because they get the instant gratification of getting called out in the recognitions. So that's that's a really good idea. Well, yeah, and you know, one value of that is the more engagement that you get on a live stream uh, video, the more opportunity it is uh, for other people to see it because that video is part of your feed and um, popular videos will continue to stay out in the news feed, for instance, on Facebook for other people to come in and watch those. So uh, if you have a really good interaction, if you create a lot of engagement, then that video is going to stay out there in the news feed for other people to go and watch it, you know, for probably a couple of days. So that can be an excellent strategy is to uh, have a specific goal for some of your broadcasts of creating a lot of engagement and let's see what comes out of that. 
That's such an awesome way to leverage, right? Because you go to a networking event, you go for, you know, an hour, two hours, and then it's basically done. You do this online, it can be recirculated for, so your two hour or one hour, not even an hour investment suddenly brings you 24 to 48 hours of return. So I love that idea as a time management tip too. Um, I do want to, I want to encourage our listeners, if you are out there, um, having a live stream template, having your, your, we're going to call them your prospects or your clients, because if they're coming on they're they're buying from you, they're exchanging time for entertainment. So they are your clients, those people who are coming on your, your live stream. And it's important that you provide them something of value. So I would highly encourage you guys to go get that live stream template. That is Rick. R-I-C-K at socialmediaoutcomes.com. You can also check out the website, like he said, socialmediaoutcomes.com or follow him on Twitter at Rick Cooper. But I have a really easy way for you to get access to all of this. If you will go join us in the Facebook group at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash black belt selling, just like we talk about every single week here, you have an amazing opportunity to just go there, join the group. You never have to remember anything again because we'll post everything there for you. I know, super exciting. Um, I do want to thank you, Rick, for joining us again on the show. Uh, I think this is actually your third or fourth time with us, so it's always a pleasure to have you come back to bring a lot of value to the table. Thank you so much, Stephanie. It was great to be here today. Awesome. Well, for our listeners out there, I want you to think about what are you doing this week to make it a great week because you have control of your life. You have control of your future. It is your opportunity to get out there to learn, to grow, to expand. Don't just hit the target. Smash it to pieces. I'm Stephanie here for Anna, encouraging you to go out there and make it a great week. <laughs>